You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 103, Candida and Mold. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, we are almost to May. Almost. Yep. Yep. Still snowing here, though. <laughs> exactly. Still the tundra. So we haven't gone fishing yet. Nope. So we can't call it really summer, spring, or late spring until I can get my fishing pulls out. <laughs> and I don't think there is a spring in Wyoming. We've been here yeah, long enough to see you, there's you, no spring here. You say there's no spring or fall, which <laughs> we get about, for our listeners that don't know, where we live in Wyoming, we have six weeks of a growing season, meaning for vegetables, unless you have a greenhouse. And those six weeks start about the first part of July and end the end of August, meaning at nighttime, it doesn't freeze at night. So yeah, it's ridiculous. Our highs are like right now, we think it's a heat wave because we're in the 30s. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, yeah. But yeah, we're getting into May. I hope all our listeners are doing well. COVID's still um, like that crazy X. It just won't go away. Yeah, that's very true. That's <laughs> no matter what you do, it doesn't seem to go away. Yeah. So, there yeah. It is. so hopefully, all our listeners, uh, we, we had a little bout of an illness uh, this month and. Uh, it was not fun. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully all our listeners are doing well, and COVID is uh, COVID is the real deal. It, it certainly is from personal experience. <laughs> all right. So this episode today, we are talking about something I think most people never make a connection on, candida and mold. Yes. And, you know, mo- most of the time when... when when people when we talk about mold, so you know, I'm not saying we're to blame, but you know, most people and most of our listeners, when they think about mold, they think about stachybotrys, they think about toxic mold. They maybe go, "Oh yeah, penicillin that you take." We call it penicillium, which is the mold type. Aspergillus is another mold type we talk about, 
and probably Clodosporian. Those are probably the main mold types people um, hear about. And with my consultations, I, quite often Candida gets brought up. And so for, for me, it's kind of become, well, for both of us, actually, because you've been involved with doing your own little research. It, it, Candida's starting to, um, I'm not sure the proper term to use, but it's seems to start being a key player when I'm dealing with the with people's blood work or urine tests versus air tests. We're seeing candida quite often and in the past I just never like I always looked at candida like, yeah, that's that's not my my field or you know, or my expertise. That's candida is something you deal with in your body, so I don't have anything to do with it. Now I'm starting to look into it more and we're starting to figure out more and more with candida. Absolutely. And what's interesting is I think a lot of people have heard of candida, but not everybody understands what it is. So could you define for people what what is it exactly? Going back to what I was just saying and the reason why I felt that I it wasn't like my expertise, candida is associated typically and in the past has been associated with your body. So when you think about candida, that's yeast infections in women, athlete's foot, which can be men and women, um, GI issues. And so candida, to answer your question, candida, so molds of fungi, candida, most people classify it. And so once you have a fungi, it's either, it's either a, um, it's either a yeast or a mold. Well, candida is typically a yeast. Well, now we're finding out or the research is showing that candida can be both a yeast and a mold. And for our listeners that are like, well, okay, what's the difference? It's, it's the, the cellular makeup is totally different from yeast versus mold. Um, what yeast need to grow, you know, yeast needs 98.6 degrees for it to grow, which is your body temperature. Whereas mold doesn't have to have that. There's no, not that I know of, and you know, not that I know it all, but I do quite a bit of research. There's never, there's never been a, a, a temperature cutoff where they say, well, mold, can't grow over a certain temperature or can't grow under a certain temperature, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So to answer your question, candida is and can be classified both as a yeast and a mold. Okay. Which Which can be very it. tricky. Right. And so what has happened is, 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 and we've talked about this before, we talked about, I think, with COVID, we talk about it quite often, you know, when... In the world we live in, and we joke around that when we were kids, we would eat dirt, which we really didn't, but we drank from hoses. We didn't even have bottled water, mm-hmm. you know. I, I know our listeners probably think that's crazy because, you know, we're you're much younger than me, but, you know, I'm in my 30s, so you know, they, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke, everybody. But anyhow, you know, the, the whole point behind all that is, is we didn't have hand sanitizers. Our parents didn't walk around and wipe everything down with Clorox. Like, it, we lived in a different era. And so what has happened with all sorts of, of different bacteria is, is they mutate because they have to survive. Mold, we've talked about, does the same thing. So what candida has done is it's, it's mutated, and part of that mutation has made it classified as a mold. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird. It's, it, some of our listeners are like, okay, you're getting a little too deep in the weeds. But that's why we wanted to talk about candida because it's something I think a lot of, mold 
the specialist, indoor air quality specialist, don't address. Well, and I'm assuming that when candida is both a yeast and a mold, it can really wreak havoc on your health from both the mold illness side and the candida yeast infection or GI side. Right. So just kind of a explanation for our listeners, when it comes to the health side, if you have, if you have a mold concern, well, you don't even have to have a mold concern in your home. Because typically when I say mold concern, I mean a mold infestation. But if you have aspergillus or penicillium, there are different mycotoxins that are, that, that, that are in your, your body due to those mold types. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get into all that stuff. But so when you, when you look at your blood work, you can go, okay, so this mycotoxin we can attribute to, to aspergillus or penicillium. Whereas candida, we can do the same thing, but when candida is both, so the mycotoxins I'm talking about is, is aspergillus, when you do the blood work, it's not aspergillus that's in your blood. It's a different mycotoxin, mm-hmm. which is a subspecies, and that's way deeper than I'm smart enough to know about. But when it's candida, it's candida as a mold, and it's candida in your body. And once it's in your body... It just, like you said, it wreaks havoc. It can cause GI issues, which, you know, a lot of people, you know, I, I had GI issues in the past and it, it can wreak havoc on you and then it can lead to C. diff, yeah. which is essentially what's happening is, is it's changing your your biome or your gut. What do you call it? Your microbiome. Your yeah. microbiome in your gut. So what's happening is the good bacteria is going away because of the candida is eating that. And so then your stomach or your GI system doesn't have the good bacteria to do what it's supposed to do, which leads to things like C. diff. Well, while we're talking about that, antibiotics can do the same thing. That's true. So if you get C. diff, it doesn't really mean, it. it's not because of candida. It could be from taking antibiotics all the time. Absolutely. Which so. is why that's a concern. And I think... Uh, the taking of antibiotics usually leads to a lot of yeast infections as well because the it? way it changes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. But but I think the, the real point that you're trying to hit home is that having candida in your home environment as a mold, in your body as a yeast, or any combination of the two can really wreak havoc on both the indoor air quality and the health of the people in the exactly. home. Okay, so... And- Candida is um, commonly associated with dogs and cats also. Oh, wow. Okay. So it gets in their their fur, their hair. Um, And and one thing we don't talk about that often is the fact that, you know, when we do mold mitigation, I've talked to our listeners and they understand, you know, what our procedures are. But one of the reasons we always tear out carpet and padding is, is because... Mold spores, different mold types are different weights, different consistency. So, stachybotrys, and I've said this numerous times, stachybotrys is a heavier, stickier mold. Mm -hmm. So, typically, we're going to find that on a bookshelf or on top of the baseboard, heat ducts, you know, places like that. Could be your carpets. Well, the reason why, obviously, we want to remove the carpets, the uh, padding, and then obviously everything's HEPA vacuumed is the fact that that candida can be in your carpet. So every time you're walking, you're kicking it up. Yeah. Could be on your pets. So every time your pets are jumping up on you or jumping on your furniture or laying down, you know, they lay on the carpet, 
they get whatever's in the carpet fibers and they transfer it to your couch and more at the end of the day you end up inhaling that so it's a it candida like i said we're it's it's kind of a a branch that that's got me really interested in because i'm starting to see a lot of correlations with candida molds and candida yeast so the same thing in the air versus what's in someone's body so how does someone know if candida is a concern either in their home or in their body in your body, you can do blood tests. I don't believe it's a urine test, but you can do blood tests. Um, Great Plains Labs does, I believe, urine tests. But there's um, there's Sunrise Labs. There's there's like four labs. As a matter of fact, I have. Where's my cheat sheet here? Sorry to our listeners, but I'm looking this up because I do want to give you the uh, the actual the places. Another one is mymycolab.com. So that's M-Y-M-Y-C-O lab.com. So though there are labs, so you need to go to your doctor, obviously, and find a specialist. But there are labs where you can either do urine or blood, and you can send them off to those labs, and you can find out. that Those labs specialize in mold toxicity, so they're going to give you a depending on what you're paying for, they're going to give you a panel of what's inside your body. Then going back to inside your home, of course, the easiest way to do that is air testing or hire a mold specialist. And are you, are, are, do all mold specialists, if they're good, do they get a report with candida amounts listed? Is that part of the standard? report that they get from the oh it's testing. from the lab yeah from the lab it depends on which lab they send them off to okay now we've we, we, we've talked about the ermy and hurts me testing we mm-hmm. did a two-part series of that last year that they don't even report on that that, I, that i'm aware of that's why i'm not a fan of that i'm not a fan for several reasons but you know they, to answer your question it really depends on the lab they're sending it to once again you can have and I believe this is why our company and CNC Contractor Services, the, the reason we have the popularity we have is is because of the 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 aspect and the way I've taken the company is is we're kind of more on the educational side. Mm-hmm. I didn't just go get certified in mold inspections, and we don't just do what our competitors do and go do you know mop up restoration mold jobs. We're more specialized in it so for me i can look at it and go well yeah of course we're going to check for candida but you could have i mean you could have an inspector or specialist that's not done it for 30 years and he or she's like well i don't know what you're talking about candida is not a mold or it's not a concern so to answer your question i don't know how many other mold specialists think candida is a concern it might be a handful might be hardly any, might be a lot. I don't know. Okay. So then that's that's always something to for people to consider. So what should people be doing? What's your call to action for them if they listen to this and they're like, man, am I dealing with candida? Am I dealing with mold? Am I dealing with candida mold? So before you do any type of testing, you know, I covered the whole carpets concern and what can be in your carpets buy, and we've talked about equipment, buy a HEPA vacuum. You don't have to buy what we use. You know, we use the big canister vacuums. You can buy a 
I don't know the brands, Bissell, Dyson, whatever. You can buy those that are HEPA vacuums, but buy a HEPA vacuum. And if you already have one, make sure that you're vacuuming your carpets fairly often and consistently, you know, once a week or however often you need to do it. Because that is one way we can get whatever air, indoor air quality concerns that are in your carpet. We can vacuum those up. You could also hire a carpet cleaning company and have your, your carpets clean, but be careful. I'm, when I, when I think of carpet cleaning companies and they're a lot better these days, the first red flag that always goes up to me is, you know, 20, 30 years ago, the way they clean those carpets is you literally saturated them with water and then you tried to suck it out. So be, be very conscientious of the company you're using to make sure that you're not doing more damage, meaning that they're not putting a bunch of moisture into your carpets and okay. subfloor and pad. Okay. So really you think that the HEPA vacuum would be everybody's next yes. step? Yes. Okay. And it's, you know, if you, next time you go to buy a vacuum, just buy one with, that's a HEPA vacuum. It, they're a little more expensive, but I say it all the time. What's your health worth? Exactly. And you get what you pay for. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, I know a lot of our listeners know about your books, but I'm not sure if they know about toxic mold in my old home because that book kind of covers some of these issues related to things you're going to find in an older home. Correct. It's That was the second book that I wrote, and it focused mainly on older homes. But even if you don't have an old home, it, it goes through all the components of your home that can be contributing to mold. So, so yeah, toxic mold in my old home, uh, it's available on Amazon and ebook, Audible, and paperback. Yep. Any final words? Nope. All right. There you have it. Quick and not so simple. We'll catch you in the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.